Hello and welcome to episode 151 of the Loud and Proud podcast and it's a happy celebratory one because the Loud Horlers are getting promoted to Division 3A having been in 3B for one season. They made a swift and sharp return back up today after the win over Fmana. It's a big podcast, a massive week in uh, Loud GA Gaelic game circles. The usual, I'm going to have uh, the run, the flow through of the game. I'm going to have a reaction from Captain Phelan Joyce and manager Paul McCormack. And then I'm going to finish with uh, talking points. Also caught up with Connor Lynch. He was on last week. He's doing the So Sad Challenge this week. And then at the very finish, I'm going to have... Like everyone's going to know who's who they're going to be playing tomorrow night or if they're playing during the week in Kevin Mullen Shield and the Paddy Shield Cup. But I'm just going to give a few interesting storylines that catch the eye on Monday night's fixtures but um, yeah like like I said a massive week and a really good time now to sign up to patreon.com forward slash loud and proud especially the championship month uh, with Offaly coming looming as well and there's such a build up this week there's there's loads on it I caught up with um, Carlo Bass Robert Sansom he is uh, he's down there for years he played for Laird, played for Carlo against Laird a great chat with him he gave the real lowdown on Carlo, that should be out Tuesday. I'm going to have my team, uh, as usual. I pick my team to, to to face Carlo. Have a bit of a Carlo preview as well. I'm going to get observations from the brother as well in Australia. He's able to look at the beauty of all this. Um, GA Gonus is that he could, he got to look at all the loud games on there and has been following it there. A lot of people have, and it makes it, it makes an awful lot easier for people to analyze the game and go back over the replays and to have it and what have you. But it's just. It's kind of an observation one where I fill in the blanks where he can't see where I'm there. You see stuff off the ball and that. Well, I'm going to get an idea of what you are seeing when who those aren't who aren't at the game. Hopefully, I have a, re- a reaction to Mickey's team. Hopefully, he names it early on and we can have a reaction to that. But um, yeah, the hype will be certainly built up, and uh, yeah, possibly something on the ladies as well. They won today. They beat Derry today fairly handily. So that's uh, two out of three. That means to qualify for the semi-finals. Who did they play? Awfully, so they play that could be fixed this weekend as well, but it hasn't been fixed this time of recording. Right, so we get into it and we'll talk. Uh, the Loud Horlers they got the promotion that they all it was kind of earmarked. They did a mini podcast on Saturday evening, Saturday morning, and kind of earmarked that we were we, we kind of deserved the win, no doubt about it, the Laurie Mara Cup, repeated Laurie Mara Cup final, and the two teams going at it again. But the scoreline maybe flattered loud that day, we just kind of battered uh, for Manor towards the end or kind of the spirit was broken and we added on the scores and I thought it'd be somewhere in between that between 11 points um, to, to do it they beat us by points so say 5 or 6 points and it was looking that way um, until Loud just blew them out of the water with 1-5 to no reply at the after the last I suppose after the last water break the final quarter I suppose Um they went for goals and we just kind of kept them out and <clears throat> it was just that that sort of a case of a 10 point win um, 3, 16 to 15 points and it, it means promotion is secured but the team that got the, the promotion was uh, Donald Connolly in goals didn't know it was two L's and Donald Connolly I didn't know that um, until now so I hate that when I get a name wrong I'd, I'd, I'd hate that if, I, if my name was spelled wrong all the time usually just use one L in Donald but uh, Donald D-O-N-A-L-L 
he was in goals today played really well again today and those in real fixture between the six for this loud progression Horland team full back line remained the same so it was kind of a couple there was four changes and they were kind of a bit of a shock because I did that many pod and I thought it's gonna be, you're going to stick with the same team you know we're after winning two out of two but no Paul McCormick decided to shake it up he didn't shake up the full back line and I'll, I'll explain why in the talking points Matthew Fee right full Ronan Bourne full back and Andrew Smith left full back um, right half Peter Fortune he started the first game against Leitrim he comes in instead of Jamie McDonald. Connor Quigley shifts across the centre half and then left half it wasn't Ryan Walsh who's been playing there all season it was Paddy Lynch's teammate from the Falcons he dropped from wing forward to wing back um, Darren O'Hanlon oh, he started in the middle of the field instead of Niall Keenan James Costello partnered him in the centre of the engine room of Loud and then on the on the wing was Phelan Joyce. What way would you say that? Yeah, I'd say Phelan Joyce yeah, started on the right wing, came out from the corner. Um, Darren Gagan usually played out in the wing. He started on the forty, and then left half forward. Shawnee Crosby making his first start since that Laurie Maher triumph in the first of December. In the full forward line, Paul Matthews um, started inside number eleven. Sean Keneally. In a full forward after a great game, Andrew Mackin huge loss uh, through a groin injury wasn't able to play, and then in the corner, the other corner was Sean Kerrisk uh, with number ninety on his back. So when I heard this, like you, you know, David Kettle in there, no Roy Walsh, no Jamie McDonald, no Niall Keenan, so it was kind of oh jeez, you thought, whoa, what, what's going on here with the changes? And it, it looked like uh, it didn't matter effect because we started so lively in the beginning. Gagan nailed a really, really long free from the from uh, his own, beyond his own 65-yard line uh, from the throw-in. Paul Matthews showed a little indication of, of what was to come. Big, powerful hand, drive, and drive it over the bar post, tuning it ahead. Sean Corrigan, torn on our side this past couple of years, went off in that final. Uh, really good player, really good battle. He had a great battle with Andrew Smith in the full-back. And Smith probably edged him with Corrigan being taken off the end. But in the first half, Corrigan was nailing freeze. Um, so we got, he got one and Caelan Duffy got a great score from play to level a 2 all. And they took the lead for the first and only time in the game with John Duffy, that man again. The big wing forward, uh, played full forward, kind of dropping deep out. He got it and pulled it. Three, they put them 3-2 ahead and Paul Matches got, got a great goal. Comes out, claims the ball, turns his man, drives at the, def- drives at the defence, drives along the end line, narrow angle, just buries it not sorry it wasn't a narrow angle just open up for him and he just buried it low in, in past in past the goalie Mark Curry 1-2-3 to three. We didn't push on and they get they get three, the next three scores in a row Curry gets three frees a little bit harsh don't know what harsh but um, he nailed a three frees anyway um, and then Sean Karras get a, gets a badly needed score really really composed effort it was, it was, it was one of those who were kind of up again the cosh we're looking for kind of a break in the game. It just wasn't happening for us. Uh, and that levelled the game again. Six points to one, three. Then Paddy Lynch gets a, gets a really good point. To kind of, you can see the half the half forward playing half back. He's sneaking up the field as whenever he could. And Paul Matches had a shot goal was saved, deflected out, and Paddy flicked it up and played it over the bar. One, four to six at the first half. Water break. So then they came out again, all guns playing after they, they kind of probably started the the water breaks really good after last year. We just tormented them in the Laurie Mara Cup, but uh, with, with 
match winning kind of sequences after the, the water breaks but they got on top of us in the, the first half water break uh, straight after Jimmy Tormey gets one he was a new kind of player for them Sean Corrigan gets another one from play and then John Duffy as well Duffy gets his, uh, his only score in the second half a free so that put them that put them nine points to one forehead. So I don't know why I said they, they led for the first time. They led for a couple of a couple of occasions in the game, but three in a row was like, oh god, now they're two points down. They're they were one up, now they're two points down. So what's going on here? We need to kind of settle ourselves. Gagan does that. Gets two two really good frees from long distance. Like the weird easy frees he was nailing in the first half. The one was on the left wing. The one was just beyond the sixty-five yard line, like I mentioned from the throwing, and the other one was on the the right wing, just in front of the loud dugout. So that kind of put us one six to nine. That leveled the game, and then he got a, got a he got a sixty five as well from Sean Kerris. It was lively play. He went for the goal. Probably should have took his point, but it's um, <coughs> jot on his marker today. Um, but Curran gets another one, um, and then Gagan gets one from play. I think his only point. No, he gets his first point from play. Did he get two points from play. He did get two points from play. He gets one in the second half from play. But uh, Duffy re- re- replies with a free, and then Gagan gives us the lead at half time. They take too many steps, and it's 1 9 to 11. Um, and kind of within that, um, Conor Quigley picks up a yellow card early on, 19 minutes. So Jamie McDonald comes in uh, for him. Uh, his, his grandfather passed away tragically during the week, so that's why he didn't start. <coughs> Niall Keenan, he came in then for Darren Hanrahan. <coughs> Excuse me, and then at half time, Shawnee Crosby came off and David Kettle came in into that half forward line. Yeah, so they lead in at half time. Like we, we, they dominated possession, they dominated, won the freeze. We just had that bit of class of a goal from Paul Matthews that kind of gave us the nod. And then the second half, their midfielder Francis McBride gets a great score and he really loves another Horland, uh, the kind of celebratory fist after they get a score. He gets a whopping score, Francis McBride. That level the game, 12 to 1 9, but Darren Gagan just got a bit of his business and um, very well marked or well kind of annoyed all afternoon by Luca McCusker. He came into the team in defence, having played in the 40. He was lively last year in Darver. Uh, Gagan notches a 65. And then he hits a free and um, hits the next free and hits off the post. And you're thinking, someone reactive, someone reactive. Next, the one and only Paul Matthews steps off, bang, off the ground, into the net. Two, ten to twelve points. That kind of you thought, oh, yeah, we're going to push on there. That's that's kind of, that's game, set and match. We'll, 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 do, we'll do lovely here. That's seven minutes into the second half. But McShea gets a point. John Duffy gets a free. Then 14 points to two, ten. And they make a couple of changes. I think was it Tom Keenan come in for the midfielder Thomas Cleary. Then uh, Sean Kerris gets a really good point. Another really good point. Real classy point. Uh, classy player. Two eleven to fourteen. Um, Ryan Walsh then comes in for and McCreesh come, comes in for uh, Phelan Joyce and Sean Keneally. Didn't happen for Keneally today. Supply line wasn't just there. He had a great battle with his man Rory Portis, but um, wasn't for the one to try and just didn't probably. Either you went low on one side to Keris, or you went high the other side to Paul Matthews, and kind of Sean did it didn't it didn't work out from the delivery. I wouldn't say anything due, due to him, but uh, he suffered and he was taken off. And then they get a point just before the water break on the stroke of the water break. Sean Corrigan to leave two points at half time, two eleven to fifteen points. And you thought, oh God, this is going to be a nightmare of a last quarter. We're going to just eke it out. We're the better team. Well, there's a chance we could lose this game. 
but we just it was, like it was still nip and tuck we were missing wides we were coming back into the play we were snatching a shot James Costello had a shot that went wide Um someone else had a shot maybe it was Darren Gagan had a shot as well two point came tried to flick it over lad's head just wasn't happening for us we weren't being punished and then Paul Matthews swivels gets a lovely score in front of their bench 2-12 to 15 and Ryan was lovely composed score just at the end they make they make another substitution as well but um, it was kind of just it was all layered at this stage and then we uh we win a free in, on this near touchline under the this this the, the scaffolding, I suppose you call it, and it's sprayed across to Ronan Bourne. And Ronan Bourne, the full-back, comes out the field and buries it over the bar from, from a good distance out. And you know yourself, when the full-back comes up the field and scores a point, there's no real coming back. And there certainly was no coming back when James Costello powered through and buried it to the net. And then Ryan Walsh gets a nice point to, to cap a nice little cameo off the bench. Anything he touched, he was very, very much a high-impact player off the bench there. Um, Ryan Walsh and then Thomas McCreesh gets the final score of the game to give us a 316 to 15 point win and promotion now we're going to hear from Captain Phelan Joyce um, myself and Colin Corrigan have a chat with him it's mainly Colin and then we're going to cut straight into uh, myself I caught up with Paul McCormick and he gives a good insight on on what happened the switches and what's ahead so uh, yeah and then I'll come back with uh the talking points. Phelan, uh, congratulations. First of all, uh, the added privilege of being captain of this group of players. It was a tough battle out there. The scoreboard reads that you've won it by 10 points, but um, a 10 point margin wasn't looking likely at the, certainly at the second water break. No, definitely not. We knew the, uh, the challenge they were going to bring today, as I said, um, given the, the game we had last year here in Dover and the championship, you know, they really put it up to us and they came away with the win. So we were looking to try and rectify that today and not get bet here at home again. I think we did that anyway fairly comprehensively. Yeah, at various stages you must have been worried though because they were coming at you strongly uh, but obviously a couple of goals Paul Matthews taking his opportunities very well and kept you in it and kept you kept the scoreboard taking over Absolutely yeah the likes of Paul there Sean Kerrisk inside Ryan Walsh when he came on there the lads were fantastic Darren kept us tipping away with scores as well like he was being well marshaled there today so it was a testament to him that he, he stood up and, and still was able to do it um, but as you said it wasn't looking great there for a while it was touch and go but I feel our quality just came to the fore there and we managed to pull away. Both teams had our purple patches. It's breezy out here. I know it's a, it's a nice dry day, but that wind, how difficult was it to play into it? And I, I think it wasn't so much... You didn't really notice it that much when you were playing against it. I think it was with it. The ball was travelling that bit further. Like you said, everyone or both teams had their, their purple patches. I think we just made better use of ours and took our goals better when, when the opportunities came to us. At that second water break, what was Paul McCormick, what was his message to you? They, kind of, they missed a few opportunities either side of it and uh, maybe a little bit of self-doubt started creeping in from their point of view. Possibly, yeah. He, he just sort of said to keep doing what we're doing you know, and try and turn the screw down for the last 15 minutes, which I feel we definitely did. We pulled away in that, in that last period. So um, it just kept on hammering home the same message he's been saying all day to us and that was just do the simple things right move the ball quick and we reaped the rewards then they had a couple of goal chances of their own one that came off the butt of the post but in that final quarter your your full back line your two corner backs in particular really stood up to it yeah Maddie and Andy and Ronan there in the full back line were, were unbelievable today you know um, Andrew Smith was marking a very good uh, Corrigan from from, from Anna there really good hurler didn't really get much today at all like just the three lads are fantastic you know 
I mean to hold them scoreless in that final quarter uh, took some doing it was a scoreless I actually didn't even realise no that's, that's <laughs> unbelievable yeah it's just a testament to the six backs and, and two midfielders and all the defence that was done back there even everyone the wing backs coming back was, was fantastic and the couple of lads that came on uh, the young fellas uh, certainly made a big impact put their hand up perhaps now for the forthcoming Laurie Marr uh, campaign absolutely yeah you know it's a, it's, a, it's a good position to be in that Paul's in at the moment you know he's got real uh, tough decisions to make I suppose going into that championship because there's young lads that are only new into the panel really putting your hand up or putting their hand up sorry fighting for places chomping at the bit to get in and, and like you said there the likes of Ryan that came on Niall Keenan came on every sub that came on really made a, a huge difference so it's great competition for places which is exactly what you want I suppose going into championship I think it was mentioned by Larry McCarthy in the presentation it's the first presentation of a trophy now since returning after the lockdown a nice feeling to get your hands on, on silverware it's alright isn't it I didn't actually know that yeah yeah Great, great feeling to get your hand on silverware, regardless of the, the scenario, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, and back now to Division 3, how important is it for this group of players now to be back playing at a higher level, league football, league hurling even next year? Yeah, um, oh, massively, yeah. Like we, we felt we were not hard done by last year in the league, but we played really well. We just didn't seem to get results, and we were bitterly disappointed to be down in this division. So that was, I think, the first port of call at the start of the year was to get back up into 3A, and that's, that's what we've done. So we know ourselves we're good enough to compete at that level, so we just have to go out and prove it now next year. There's a huge lift, obviously, now uh, looking ahead to the Laurie Maher uh, competition. The competition, of course, you won last year. Um, just going back to last year, were you comfortable with the decision not to promote uh, the winners? Was was that something that sat well with the players? Yeah, look, at the, the general consensus, I think, from ourselves was just we were just happy to get the win. You know, we, were, we won a trophy in Crow Park. That's all that really matters. We weren't really too annoyed about not being promoted I think it's probably the right call bringing more teams down giving the, the Laurie Mar teams more hurling so ah, look we, we weren't uh, we weren't anyway disappointed with it we'll just have to go again this, this year and try and win it again So Every chance that you might be meeting for Mana further down the line again Yeah absolutely you know we know what they're about and, and I think they're the other side of the group so that the if we get through ours we'll, we'll probably meet them at some stage Yeah. so it's all about Longford now your first game now in a couple of weeks time That's it yeah we'll just have to prepare right for that game and try and hit the ground running Well done today Phelan Thanks very much lads well, well done. Good man thanks Paul, first of all, well done. Um, is it a relief or is it progress? What, 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 what way do you feel instantly after the game? Just delighted, Dan, to, to get a good performance. Um, we felt that was coming. And again, um, you know, the last two games really stood us, you know, eking out tough wins. But I, I believe there's great quality in the squad and that uh, shone through again today. So, yes, anytime you win a cup, you have that relief. But just delighted for all the players, the efforts they've put in, like, uh, they're buying into the process and the, sort of the culture we're trying to establish here. Um, and I, I think there's more to come and we're going to be challenging to do that. So just a great day all round, great atmosphere in Darver. It's great to see the president down. That means a lot. You know, it's, it's recognised and, uh, you know, to win a national league medal, um, it's somewhere, something that the lads hopefully will, will cherish, you know, going forward and on their families. A lot of young men out there and hopefully that brought a bit of pride to them if they're watching in or if they're lucky enough to be walking around looking at the game. You mentioned competition there. A lot of change before the game. Yeah, and that made a surprise a few yeah. people, and, and, and it was a difficult decision. But we uh, we we took stock after the Calvin game. I was a bit disappointed in the way we played, and I let the fellas know that. I'm expecting high standards off them, and we're challenging them all the time. And we said in the next two weeks we're gonna we had two in-house games, and we'll be picking a lot and that to see what way the boys were, and that's the way it proved out. And there was a few eyebrows raised probably on on Friday night and you know we uh, didn't shy away from that responsibility 
Um, you know, it's funny whenever you win, everything you've done is right. Yeah. You know, if we had a lost that game today, which I, I didn't think uh, we were going to, and it wasn't in my head, but you know, you just don't know on the day things can go wrong. And but if we had a lost that, then certainly uh, questions would have been asked of us. But you know, myself and Tony and, and Kieran, you know, really analysed those games hard and. In some sense, we felt that the team picked itself because those boys who came in, those four changes, really were putting their hands up, like and and forced boys up, and that's competition for places, which was what we need. Now, um, some of the lads that came in, you know, the Conor Quigley picked up a, a sort of unfortunate yellow card. He's a big man, and the lad ducked under him, and then mm-hmm. that puts him under pressure as a defender. So that was, and then uh, Oi, who's been absolutely flying and training, uh, just. He was on the ball a lot, but yet not on the ball. He was just dropping out of his hand, a few small things, and he was probably trying too hard. Like, but I have no doubt that he still will offer us more going forward. So those two um, changes, you might say, just didn't go the way we planned. However, that's that's the game. And then um, up front, Sean Kerris, like you know, what, what a player, like you know, just smart, great lad, attitude, like hungry for work. You know, couldn't praise him highly enough. Like, and then. The other change is Shawnee Crosby come back in and, and Crosby, you know, he, he trained well all winter and then he picked up a bit of an injury and that probably held him back from, from maybe the football squad. But listen, their loss was our game. Like, you know, I'd have Shawnee Crosby on my team any day, just the way he uh, drives himself in the tackles, his attitude, his work rate. Um, and he probably suffered from no game time over the last mm-hmm. two matches and even the challenge match. So he's still finding his feet just, and there's more to come from him. Like, so, you know, he, he put a big shift in for the first 37 minutes and then we had very much experienced player David Kelly coming in to, to finish that job and then our subs um, Tommy McCreesh Ryan Walsh like you know two quality players and again we're still trying to find out what's the best role for the, those boys but yeah. there's loads of hurling in them like loads of hurling in them like Jimmy McDonald settled in you know at six um, you know, Jim, Niall Keenan yeah. back in you know the, the two subs there yes and again their experience and know how and you know sometimes when you get comfortable on a team that's a dangerous place to be because you always need to be on guard on edge and somebody's whipping at your heels like, and the two fellas you know we made a call however whenever they came in they proved that they are still worth a lot to this team and squad so delighted with the way things worked out but again when you win Scenes always do what, that. Was the doubt in that game? Was it like was it a bit too close? There was a bit, yes, a bit too close. And eight points and freeze in the first half, and we seemed to go ahead. We got a great goal in the first half. Matthews, like just great yeah. player, just calm and just buried it. And then we gave away the next two scores and sort of eliminates the goal. And then again, um, the second half we went, uh, we were five up, I think it was, and him gave them two or three soft points to keep give them hope. And that's something that we'll have to address. There was a huge period of the second half, maybe six, seven minutes with no score. And whoever's going to get the next score after that two-point uh, gap, it was a one-point game for Manor or three to us. And we managed to get that. And then that gave us a bit more belief. And the last 15 minutes, I thought we were completely in control. Like some of the play was the, what we were looking to, to encourage. Ball in the space fast, you know, getting the key players in the ball, not panicking. So all the good things that we've been looking for came out there and it showed in the scoreline 10 points to the difference in the end. It's not nearly, it's, it, people might say it's misleading the result, but when you're bringing in those fresh players and their experience having played the first two matches and that bit of quality and their bit of hunger in competition for places, it doesn't unflatter you then in the end either. I don't think so. No, Dan. Like um, you know, there was a few um, lines in some articles this week up north. You know about last year's final in Dublin, which I felt were a bit unfair. You know that we got a dubious goal. I, I couldn't remember that, and then from on I missed a few chances. But like you know, every team misses chances. So we won by I think it was ten in Dublin last year, and we won again. So we we, you know, we proved that you know we're we're entitled to be competing at um, the next level in, in, in the league. You know, and that's the challenge now for us to to try and keep them going so they're enabled to to compete at that level. 
That's goal one ticked off. Now all all eyes to the championship. Absolutely, and we, you know what, we haven't actually discussed Laurie Maher and like that at this stage. It was all about the first game against um, Leitrim because again, long lockdown and how people dealt with that. And then it was on to the next game. And then, you know, as I said to you before, the Tuesday night after the Calvin game, we weren't happy with a few things, and we wanted to fix those. And and that transpired today in a winner take all match, which we described as a championship match for the lads. Yeah, yeah. So and it did like so. The league, league, yes, and uh, we're up out of the division. You know, I felt we were, you know, unlucky to be relegated last year, but the, the table didn't lie. Um, so we're back there now, and we look forward to Lloyd Mar. We've uh, nearly a three-week break here now, so the lads are going back to their clubs. Uh, they want to play football, no problem. I've played football all my life. You know, sometimes the change is good as the rest, and then there's some junior matches on Wednesday, and anybody who didn't get play will hopefully get game time there. And okay. firm believer of, of that and boys play because that's the only way you get better and learn. Like so, that's that's this week coming in, and then we'll. Uh, We'll take stock and circle the wagons again for the long for match because that's going to be another test for us. Big physical team yeah. can play through a throat in the league there, yeah. you know. So that's that's the next game. But you know we have two games to play against Longford and Monaghan, and we'll certainly be uh, you know knuckling down and looking at where they can hurt us, but also really focusing on how we can get better. Brilliant. Hopefully, should chat you before then. But thanks very much for coming on the Loud Proud podcast. Thanks for everything. Thank you. Great win. Where's the list? Yeah, so that was Paul McCormick. He knuckled down, as you as you could tell there. He was uh, quite happy, quite quite um, satisfied, I would say, with the win and just kind of get that job done. I suppose that's the first that's the first talking point. It's job done. It's a goal achieved. Three from three promotion. Um, what more can you ask for? Really, you know they they put up good scores. Like I said during in the mini podcast, like three sixteen today is, is nearly nineteen scores every game, and there's a range of scores. Like Darren Gagan wasn't as wasn't as um, wasn't I suppose as needed as as normal in terms of uh, nail and freeze. But we we weaked out another way. We got two two inside, two four inside from a full forward line. Um, and we just kind of varied our attack off with scores off the bench as well. So, you know, there is, like you said, there's knuckling down things as well, but it's promotion, and that's all you want, because we were, we were too good for that division. It was very, I know I tried to tease that out of Paul at the very start in the preview of the whole campaign, and you could see the quality Laird had, Laird had off the bench, and they should be hurling at a higher division, especially when you see how well they did last year against those teams and how far they went on to the Nicky Racker Cup finals and what have you. So there is potential there, and and it's also um, good to see when you when you see the likes of Andrew McGrave not about Liam Malloy, um, Podrick Fallon, and Connor Dean those 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 lads missing as well. So it, it was a great, it was really good goal achieved by Kieran Hatzer and Tony Teefy and Paul himself to to get that promotion and to to move on with that group of players as well. Um, second talking point before I leave you, the, before I leave you with the the free people, they uh, will carry on on Patreon with the rest of the talking points. If you want to hear all the talking points, sign up and listen to them now. But the second one is Paul Matthews class. He just has that class in Horland. Like he, I know he was with the in with the footballers. You'd hear that when I know Paul mentioned that, but with Johnny Crosby, but um, Matthews was brilliant. Just the difference today in 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 Loud winning and getting over that line was was himself. He needed to step up, um, and he did. And there's so much more in him as well. Like he he, he had another goal. He could have had a, had a hat trick. He could have had another, he could have had four goals. 
um, if delivery into the, into him could have been a lot better. His first touch a couple of times could have been a lot better. But when he gets the ball into his hands, he's just devastating. You know, he really is. He's tall, he's rangy, he's hard to stop, he's pacey, and he's a real life for goal. Like his first point was such a good score under pressure, and uh, turning his man, going at him, and then just uh, firing it over the bar across himself. So on the right hand side, so. A real bit of class there, I have to say, and only for him because uh, he like he showed that kind of instinctual kind of poacher chance when he got the next one, but only for him now, I wouldn't have achieved that achieved that promotion. Um, just the way he was playing, he was devastating. He was hard to handle, and Fermanagh couldn't break the deadlock, and it was one of those tight games that needed something special to break the dead the deadlock. And Paul Matches was that bit of special kind of the the cut above the rest today. So. Yeah, that's talking point number two. And yeah, that's it. That's that's all your talking points for the free Patreon. I'm going to cut now to um, Connor Lynch. We caught up with him during the week. And uh, I caught call, call up with Connor Lynch actually after the, after the hurling game today. And he gives insight on the whole weekend it was and how he got on. So the Horlers are just finished their promoted and I'm just pulling out of Darvard who pulls in but Connor Lynch with a so sad top on him. Connor, you've kicked your final point. How's the body holding up? It's sore Dan, I'm not gonna lie, it's just it's been an amazing three days. It's just been an absolute roller coaster and to all the clubs and the county board, I just wanna thank them for, for everything that they've done for me over the last couple of weeks and helped me along the way. It's just been an absolutely fantastic experience. Enjoyable couple of days kicking points all over the county though, was it? Oh, it was, it was enjoyable. Like, like starting the Marys on the Friday and finish here now where we're standing in Dalver on Sunday evening at quarter to five. Like, you know, it's just, you know, I never thought that an idea so small would have got so big. And it's, it's just down to everyone and I just like to thank everyone. Just, it's been absolutely brilliant. Any, any person highlights um, who you got to meet or points you kicked that? You would have never thought you kicked or anything. Well, I never thought I would be blowing curly kickums, wearing a curly kickums jersey, kicking a pint with Brian White. Uh, you know, like it's just, uh, but definitely curly was a highlight for me. Walking on the pitches like Stabannon and St Kevin's and Phillipstown, just with brilliant surfaces. And I think definitely one of the highlights for me would have to have been Stabannon last night because the crowd that. The reception we got in Stavannan Okay, so you had crowds of different venues as well Are people yeah. there turning up? Yes, you, we had members of the men's team And the women's team in Stavannan Kicking us along with a few juveniles So, no, I have to say that That was very enjoyable Just to, It was just to finish off a nice a nice day Like, you know I know, yes, it was a long day uh, But so you, we just we just had to do it It just had to be done to, In order to make today short Like, you know and How did they what, what, Did you have to get an ice bath? Or how did the recovery go? How did you make it through? Just pure, pure determination, and just you, just pure thickness, like in my head. It just there's a couple of times where the body just wanted to go, and like any time it was missing points, so that Did you miss. You have to take a few points yeah. or a few, uh, few uh, retakes. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. There was a couple of retakes that had to be taken. There was, I think, down the hill was definitely a big one that I missed. Uh, like it was on the 14 yard, and I think I put it up with the corner flag. Uh, but uh, no, it's just it's been it's just been absolutely been absolutely brilliant and even like even when I missed you it was just like it was it was a bit of crack you know what I mean you laughed it off and you, you went and you grabbed the ball and you went and do it you went and put it over like you know but I have to say the players that have kicked with me have just been brilliant like even if I did miss one they weren't like 
laugh and write you all of that. Like, you know what I mean? They were just, they were just encouraging you the whole way. It's just been absolutely brilliant. Thanks to the players and the clubs. A few coaching points and that's as you, but you're, you're, you've coached the county now through so sad. Do you, do you feel like you've got an awful lot of awareness around that, that hasn't been there beforehand? Yeah, I think well, that, that was the whole that was the whole purpose behind this uh, fundraiser was to try and raise awareness of about uh, like the mental health issue that there is in this county and also the country in the last 12-18 months and as I said before I was taking two passions of mine mental health and loud football and trying to put it into one to make, to make one, one fundraiser and luckily enough I was successful to do that and how much did you raise or how's the fundraising gone I think uh, roughly we made about between online donations and everything I would say about 6,000 but I would like the online link would still be there we're going to keep it up for for, for a few days uh, to let people who haven't donated donate but just to everyone that has donated it's just it's been brilliant and thanks very much Connor fair play to you on behalf of Loud and Proud and the whole county fair play to you thanks very much Dan so fair play to Connor, good on him. Um, fair play to him. I, I'd say he'll enjoy a few nice points now when the, when the pubs are back open and uh, a few isotonic drinks and ice baths just to get the recovery going. But um, fair dues to credit to him and fair play to everyone for coming out and helping him out as well. Even the feedback myself on the podcast. But speaking of kicking points and getting back at it, tomorrow marks the start of the Paddy Sheelan Cup. Kevin Mullen Shield is also on the way as well, and I just I know everyone like everyone knows that who they're playing and who they're going to be playing, who other teams are going to be playing. Um, well, maybe not so much, but you know there's people are going to be playing. There's three matches on on the Monday, Thursday, and Sunday of this week, um, and then there's Junior Hurling League as well, which Paul mentioned as well um, in in my chat with him. So a couple of storylines catch the eye. You have. Um, you have um, the likes of um, sorry, yeah, no, yeah, I'm looking at yeah, the Paddy Sheelan Cup. I'll, I'll start with that first. It's the it's the likes of old old players beating up fa- facing the old teams um, with their new team. That's Smiley is managing the Kevins now. And he takes on on the Blues in his first competitive game. Local Derby, the O'Connells and the Joes. That's that's going to catch the eye. Um, you've repeated the junior final of a couple of years ago, Roach and the Finbars. Um, the Martins and the Pats is a big heavyweight clash there on the Monday night. And then Anna Minnan will take on Glyde again after that uh, tough enough game last year. And Lanlier get their, their season on the way as well in Jimmy Pentney Park. So interesting to see how people get on, how people use it. A um, couple of big games in there. And look forward to see how they how they get on. I think the intermediate champions, the brides will take on the senior champions, the Martins as well. That's always I always like looking out for that as well. The Tones get their season going as well in the tours tonight. Um, what other storylines is there? No, I think that's that's mainly the pick of them. But um, very interesting to see how teams get on and how they use and how teams are moving. It's a nice indicator. Uh, I'll just oh yeah you've already in the Hunterstown as well they they play I think that's next Sunday but yeah you you have a nice indicator on how teams are moving and how they're going and what sort of panels they're using and what sort of teams are getting out there I should have updates on it maybe uh, I'll have a maybe a mini podcast or results or something and um, whatever maybe you feel is needed 
But that's it for now. And it's gonna be you're gonna be playing hearing plenty of me this week with the Carlo preview, the hype and the build up to that big promotion game in Division Four National Football League semi final. Um, I like I said, I love Robert uh, Sansom on. I had him on. Great chat with him during the week. Um, great, great lad. So you'll enjoy that chat. The brother, like I said as well, our observations, picking my team. Mickey will probably have his team as well. Carlo preview within all that as well. So it's a big week. Good time to sign up on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud. And you will, with that month, you get the championship coverage as well. Hopefully at the ladies semi-final and then you have the hurlers in that Longford game the 26th of June as well um, in the Laurie Mara Cup. So loads happening. My voice is nearly running out with all the talk. It's just savage to have be back in Darver, to have games, loud winning, I can't get enough allowed winning at the moment, and you have club matches <coughs> going ahead at the at the, the start, like at, at the start of June. Like who'd have thought? And good dry ball, good good weather, and maybe a few injuries knocking about here, and an awful lot of people getting injured across the county. But that's to be expected. And look, there's loads of time for a championship. Um, but looking forward to really, really looking forward to this week, seeing how teams get on and the build up to that Carlo game. But before my voice goes, I will say goodbye. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode one five one of the Loud and Proud podcast. Please sign up if you haven't already to the Patreon, and you get plenty more loud content there. Thanks very much for tuning in, and congratulations to the Loud Horlers who got promotion to Division Three A of the National Horling League for twenty twenty two. Good luck. Bye bye. Thank you.